Good morning, Grace Church. I said good morning, Grace Church. How are y'all doing this morning? You know, the Bible says to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And I just wanted to get you guys to just stand up and let's do that this morning. We have a lot to be thankful for. We have, we have our life today. We have liberty. And more than anything, we have Christ living and dwelling inside of us, right? We have his spirit, and that's something to praise him for. That's something to lift him up. God, we thank you for this day. We praise you. We lift you up. We adore you, God. We thank you for what you're going to do in this service. God, we know we come expecting your spirit to move. We come expecting you to do a mighty and great work in us today. God, we just want to praise you in advance for that, Lord. We lift you up. We praise you right now. If you would just clap your hands and just give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Lord, we exalt you, Jesus. We magnify your name, Jesus.
so much. Hallelujah. Do you love the Lord this morning? I get excited when I talk about Jesus. I really do. He saved my soul. I believe he's going to save the souls of my family. And when I look, when I look out over this congregation this morning, I believe that Jesus Christ wants to do something in your life. Praise the Lord. You may be seated this morning. It's really good to see all of you here this morning. And, and, and I know we say that every, every time we get behind the pulpit in this particular aspect of our service. But let me tell you why I, I, I'm, I'm excited. Because there's something that happens when the church is unified. When there's, when there's unity in the body of Christ, a breakthrough happens. And I don't know about you, but I'd like to have some breakthroughs in my own life. And I believe that if we bind together this morning in worship and prayer and in glorifying God, there can something can happen in your life that can change the course of it. There are 120 people in an upper room. The scripture says they were in one mind and one accord. And then they begin to hear something that changed them. Peter was let out of prison because a church body prayed. I believe that there's power in the unified body of Christ. Can we lift the Lord up in prayer this in praise this morning? Praise the Lord. We are thankful that you are here. If you're joining us on live stream, we are very, very appreciative of that as well. There are a few things that you need to know this morning. Tuesday morning prayer has been dismissed until Tuesday, July 13th at 10 a.m. July 6th through 9th will be the Louisiana District Camp Meeting in Tioga. Please attend if you're able. And please pick up your giveaway in the lobby after the altar service today. Do you love the Lord this morning? Do you want to praise Him? Can we lift our voices to the Lord this morning?
Yeah. 
thankful that the presence of the Lord is here today. I've already 
felt the moving of his spirit. I'm very thankful for that. Look at your neighbor and tell him I'm glad to see you. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. God bless you. You may be seated for a moment. Again, we welcome all of you here today, and we're so thankful that you've come. Glad to have all of our guests here today, and if I may, uh, glad to have uh, Charles Fontenot here with us today. It's Casey and Chris's neighbor, and uh, the reason I mentioned this is it's such an interesting story. Uh, he has a lot of animals, farm animals and whatnot around his house, and Casey went by his house the other day and left a note on his door and said, would you like to have a chicken? If you would, call me back. I still can't get it in my head that Casey has chickens at her house. I just, uh, anyway, uh, so he called her back and said, I would love to have the chicken. So she brought the chicken. One thing led to another. And um, uh, Mr. Charlie has been catching turtles out of Casey and Chris's pond. And uh, I think he said about 40 to 50 turtles uh, so far. And some big, big turtles. I think it's a big turtle for your backyard anyway. Well, he made a sauce pecan, a turtle sauce pecan. So the, for the first time in my 64 years, I had some turtle sauce pecan the other day, and he did an awesome job with it. That was excellent. We're glad to have you here today, Charles, and so glad you came. Thank you for coming to Grace Church today. Amen. And uh, all of our guests here today, welcome. We're so glad you're here, and uh, we hope that you... Uh, find attending Grace Church today was worth the trip. Thank the Lord. I need to know if Mr. Maddox Williams is here. Is he here today, Mr. Maddox? Is he here today? Uh, can he come up here? Come on up here, Maddox. Maddox received the baptism of the Holy Ghost at youth camp, and uh, we're excited about that. Thank the Lord. To me, my opinion, you look at this little guy here, turn this way so everybody can see you. Y'all see that? He's going to be a heartbreaker one of these days for the little girls. It's just coming. It's coming. That has nothing to do with what we're doing now. I just thought I'd mention it. But anyway, he received the Holy Ghost, and we're so happy for that. And here's your certificate that says that's your name, right? Maddox Williams. Okay, you received the Holy Ghost on June the 8th. Look at that, man. Take that to your mom, and she'll keep it, and you'll always remember it. We're proud for you, bud. Good job. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. We're proud of all of our kids we had a number of our uh, children and students that went to the camps this year we're real excited about that uh, I don't remember how many of the applications I signed but it was a bunch of them I think it was around 30 uh, that we signed total and we're excited about that and there's folks here today that loves the campgrounds and uh, you're teaching your kids to do that and uh, that's an awesome thing because there's things happen at the campground that just it's just hard to describe. You got to be there and experience to understand it. And we're really happy, excited for our kids that went to the campground, had a great time in youth camp. And uh, I think it's all wrapped up now. We have camp meeting ahead of us uh, uh, starting this, the uh, Tuesday after the 4th. And um, so maybe some of you will get to go and uh, be a part of that as well. Thank the Lord. If you'll stand one more time, we're honored today to have Brother Jerry and Sister Lynette Hutchison with us. And uh, great, great people that love God. They love God fervently and passionately. They love the kingdom. They love ministry. And uh, God has used these folks around our country to bless, impact, and challenge the hearts of men and women. And uh, I'm still thankful there's evangelists out there that, 
that are dedicated to that, committed to it, and uh, they give up. They give up lots of things to serve the Lord in that capacity, be used in that capacity. This is a couple that does it with privilege. They do it with honor, and we're very, very blessed today to have them here with us. Would you welcome Brother Hutchison as he comes today to preach to us the Word of God? Thank you, Brother Murphy, and praise the Lord, everyone. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. You may be seated for a few moments. It is an honor and a privilege to be here today with our good friends, Brother and Sister Murphy, and I appreciate their friendship over the years and their support of our ministry. They've supported me even when I wasn't in this pulpit, and I thank God for that, for his sensitivity. Praise God. And um, I'm glad to have friends. Well, praise God. Amen. If you don't have a friend, I feel sorry for you. Amen. But uh, I'm glad to have my wife with me today. And uh, I appreciate her. And uh, glad she's here. There's um, I I'll start to ask Brother Murphy to mention it, but I didn't want to be presumptuous or, or use him. But... Um, there's a book for sale in the foyer that yours truly has finally written after putting it off for many years, and it's available. How many veterans do we have in here today beside myself? Amen. I see a few. How many Army veterans do we have in here? Amen. No offense, Marine, Air Force, or Navy, but, you know, everybody couldn't be in the Army or Coast Guard and or Everybody couldn't jump out of an airplane like I did. That book, seriously, is written uh, parallel in Ephesians 6, the armor of God, what we wore on the battlefield, and uh, all that TA-50 we wore. Can I get an amen? And so that's what it's paralleling, amen, and uh, it's written by experience, praise God, so it's available uh, pastor said we could set them up, so they're $14. My wife will be back there after service when the altar service is over with. Amen. To facilitate sales if you want one. Praise God. So, praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. I was um, uh, counted an honor to be here today. I mean that. Thank you, Brother Murphy. Praise God for calling us and making me feel like I was somebody. Praise God. Amen. How many glad 2020 is over with? Well, praise God. Amen. Now, I guess the Lord just wanted to give us advantage of sabbatical last year. So, but he got, he, uh, he showed us that he's in control. Can I get a witness? Amen. Praise God. I, I started this past March, hit my 23rd year on the full-time evangelistic field. And the Lord just showed me last year just how much he really is in control. Well, praise God, because myself, like a little all evangelists, it shut down in March, and it was over for the rest of the year. Amen. But God, I said God. God is Jehovah Jireh. He will provide, praise God. Amen. Well, praise the Lord, somebody. If you have your Bibles today, we'll stand for the reading of the word of the Lord, John chapter 3. John chapter 3, verse 16, a very, very familiar portion of Scripture to every one of us in the house tonight or this morning. Praise God. 
Sister Casey, where'd she go? I can't believe you got chickens either. I really don't. Praise God. I'm impressed. Just with, I'd be more impressed if I had some of them fresh eggs. But there's some good eating. Amen. <laughs> she looked too feminine to have it, the chickens. Amen. Isn't that right, Pastor? Praise God. I need to quit. I need to shut up, don't I? <laughs> For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Didn't say you would perish. Didn't say you wouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't have to go to hell. I'm not going to preach about that, but I could. But you shouldn't. You, you shouldn't have to go to hell. Mm. But have everlasting life. Amen. I want to preach this morning on the subject, freedom is not free. Freedom is not free. And somebody said, neither is bondage. I'm glad I'm free today. But it didn't come easy. Let's lift our voices and our hearts and ask the Lord to help us this morning. God of heaven, we thank you for the privilege to be back in the house of God again today. I thank you for my good friends of Murphy's in this tremendous church. I pray that you would touch us as we look into the word of the Lord again this morning. That you would help us to receive this word. Help us to leave here not just touched but changed by the power of your word. Reanoint my lips of clay again today, God. Help me to speak your word without fear or favor, I pray. In Jesus' lovely name, and everybody said amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. For God so loved the world that he gave. What a, what a powerful word in that scripture. He gave. Sounds so shallow. Sounds so trite that he gave. I won't share every scripture that I could with you if you have a Thompson Chain reference Bible that I left at home. But if you have one, you can read more about his giving in, in the back of that Bible under 3489, 3490. 3491 and 3492, and you know what I'm talking about. But he gave, I will read this morning, though, from Matthew chapter 27, beginning in verse 27, to get a context of what he gave. The Bible says, Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered in him the whole band of soldiers. And they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And when they had planted a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head, and a reed in his right hand, and they bowed a knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. They mocked the Lord. Somebody say, He gave. Then we read in verse 30, And they spit upon him. What would you do if somebody was to spit in your face today? And they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. And after they had mocked him, they took the robe off from him and put his own raiment on him and led him away to crucify him. And as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name, 
him they compelled to hear to bear his cross. And when they were come into a place called Golgotha, that is to say a place of a skull, they gave him vinegar to drink mingled with gall, and when he had tasted thereof, he would not drink. And they crucified him and parted his garments, uh, casting lots, uh, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet. They parted my garments among them, and upon my vesture did they cast lots. And setting down, they watched him there and set up over his head uh, the accusation written, This is Jesus, uh, the King of the Jews. Then there were two thieves crucified with him, uh, one on the right hand, another on the left. And they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads and saying, Thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it three days, save thyself if thou be the Son of God come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests mocking him with the scribes and elders said, He saved others himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now. If he will have him, for he said, I am the son of God. The thieves also which were crucified with him, with him cast the same in his teeth. He gave freedom. It was not free. It cost the Lord something. Amen. Oh, God. When I begin to think about this particular message and being a combat veteran of, of, of the Persian Gulf War with the 101st Airborne Division. Prior to that, I was in the 82nd Airborne Division. But I begin to think about all the wars that the United States has been involved in. And I begin to compile some numbers concerning, amen, those wars. In the Civil War, the Revolutionary War, the Amen. The two world wars, one and two, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, the Persian Gulf, Iraq, Afghanistan. Those wars alone claimed over 632,000 U.S. deaths. Somebody say freedom is not free. I read the story of one of our soldiers over in Afghanistan that they were taking a break on the side of the road, and they was they were part of a of an armored unit, and uh, they had the APC parked there, armored personnel carrier, and there was two village girls, two young girls playing on the side of the road, and somehow or another, this APC got knocked out of gear, and it began to roll toward those uh, two small curls. Uh, this dad that had two young girls himself, uh, one of our soldiers, uh, realized what was happening uh, and ran and scooped those girls out of the way just in the nick of time. Uh, but it cost him uh, his life. Uh, their freedom, those two young girls, uh, was not free. Uh, it cost the life uh, of a husband, uh, a daddy. Uh, our freedom this morning uh, cost life. Can you imagine when that wife got the knock on the door? Amen. How her dreams were shattered. Those young girls lost their dad. Their mom lost their husband. Amen. Their lives were forever changed. It hurt beyond measure. Amen. Lives were changed forever by the cost of freedom. Oh, it's not free this morning. It would cost us. Jesus said in the garden. 
garden of Gethsemane. He said, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. It was not free, ladies and gentlemen. It cost the life of the Lord. I'm preaching this morning that if we're going to help people to get free, we're going to have to pray, not my will, but thy will be done. I begin to think about this beautiful church that you're blessed to have. It didn't come free. Not just monetarily. But there, a pastor, a man and a woman that had a burden. Got a vision and a burden. It was not free. Ever since October of night or October of 1985, I'm just minding my business. I'm in the prayer room after service one night. I'm happy. I've been made the rank of sergeant in two years. I like jumping out of airplanes. I like teaching home Bible studies. Amen. But oh, on a Wednesday night around 11 o'clock, 8 p.m., my life changed forever. Ever since that night, my course has been directed around the will of God. I gave up a military career. I gave up many things. It was not free, friend. But oh, can I tell you this morning, lives have been changed. Amen. Listen to me. Living for God is not everyday roses. It's not peaches and cream. But oh, if you can pray, not my will, but thy will be done. You not only set yourself free, you can set somebody else free. But mine and your will has got to die. Jesus said in Matthew 7, 21, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. He said in Matthew chapter 16, 24, somebody say praise the Lord. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his own soul? Oh, come on. It's not worth it, friend. When's the last time? you prayed, not my will but thy will be done I'm preaching to somebody right now the Lord let me know it there's somebody in here, amen that's searching for the will of God that wants to do the will of God you're at a crossroads in life, amen how's it going to happen when you pray not my will but thy will be done Oh, can we love him right now? God's calling. God's calling somebody right now to set out for him. Well, praise God. I know I may not look it. I just left the 50s behind. Praise God. 
I was riding back home from Mississippi this past December thinking about this coming year like a lot of us were. Lord, how's it going to be? What's going to transpire? Thus and thus. Just, I wasn't discouraged. I was just thinking about the uncertainty of the coming year. And then, uh, to be quite honest, and you sometimes wonder how much gas do you have left in the tank? song was playing on enlightened radio I wasn't listening to the words I was daydreaming about this coming year and all I just glanced at the title of the song and the title of the song was God's not done with you yet so right then and there, amen, just like I did standing there a while ago, God, I give you me. I surrender my will to your will. Come on, somebody. At three, I'm 38 years young in the Lord. Amen. Been in the ministry since 1985, 60 years of age. But I still pray, not my will, but thy will be done. That ain't easy, friend. Freedom's not free. If you're going to see somebody set free, you wheel's got to die. you got to say yes to the will of God and no to your will. And that freedom is not free. It'll cost you your life. But all the rewards, all the power, all the anointing, all the difference you can make, not in just your life but somebody else. God's calling. God's calling. Quit kicking against the pricks. When's the last time you said, Yes, Lord? Jesus said in John 12 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except the corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. But it's got to die. It's not going to happen, amen, just by chance. It's going to happen on purpose. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. It all started, Pastor. I guess it started then. I don't know. I just prayed a prayer. Before that October night, I just want to be used, God. I was teaching five home Bible studies a week to nine different people and going to church five times a week and putting 12 hours a day. Then what I say, I was happy. Little did I know what that prayer was going to entail. Oh, the reward. Take, I, could take, I could tell you story after story after story just like pastor could about lives uh, that have been changed uh, personally praise God uh, amen how's it going to happen uh, how's it happen preacher it happens when somebody says uh, not my will uh, but thy will be done uh, one man uh, changed the course of a world uh, amen when he said uh, not my will uh, but thy will be done uh, I'll tell somebody here this morning uh, you can change your destiny uh, and the destiny of somebody else 
Ghost when you pray, uh, as the Lord said, uh, not mine. No, he didn't want to die. Uh, it ain't easy dying. Uh, it ain't easy crucifying that flesh. Uh, but all oh, the power, all oh, the resurrection, all uh, oh, the freedom uh, that have come, not to just you, I say again, but to somebody else. Because freedom, though, is not free. Jesus made the statement in Luke 18. Verse 28, somebody say, praise the Lord. Peter said, Lord, Lord, we have, we have left all and follow thee. And Jesus said, verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or parents or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake, who shall not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come, life everlasting. Amen. God told Abram, you've got to get away from your kindred. Oh, sure, Abram, but I'll make you a nation. I'll make you a nation. Many millions of people will come out. They'll be numbered like the sand of the sea. But it's going to cost you. Yeah. Look at my cheap shoes here. We live in a world, and unfortunately, even among some Pentecostals, God forbid, but it's here. Not here per se, here. Let's just say in general. Ain't no worries. You ain't got to do nothing. Just believe. James says it like this in chapter 2, verse 17. Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Come on, let's just hit it. They say you don't have to do anything. Just believe. It's free. Amen. Yeah, it's free, all right. He did pay the price that you and I couldn't pay. But hear me, when it comes to us making heaven our home, amen, we won't get there by the skin of our teeth. We'll get there because we made our calling and election sure. It's not free, friend. Amen. you got to give up your will to get a hold of his will. Your flesh has got to die to the will of God. Amen. Hello, somebody. Oh, help us, God, to receive that our freedom is not free. Titus 2, 11 through 12. Yeah, they say it's not. They say salvation's free. Salvation is not free. Titus 2, 11 through 12. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we shall live soberly, righteous, and godly in this present world. Get a hold of that. You've got to give up sin. It costs you. You can't have your stinking thinking no more. You can't have your ways anymore. It's either his way or the highway. This is no democracy. It's either the Lord's way or it's no way. Amen. You can't, hey, come on, somebody. Amen. He, hey, say, you don't have to do anything, they say. Second Chronicles 7, 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will 
will heal their land. Come on. You got to humble yourself. You got to say no to self. You got to say yes to God. Luke Luke 13, 3 said, Jesus said, except you repent, you'll all likewise perish. Amen. He said in John 3 and 5, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. You've got to do something. Amen. Philippians 2, 12, work out, get your, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work it out. Work it out. It's hard, right? You know that Jesus said, Occupy till I come over in one of the Gospels. That word occupy, when you look it up, means to conduct yourself in a business like manner. Getting to heaven. It takes work. How many times have you not wanted to come to the house of God? How many times when you got here, you didn't want to worship? You didn't feel like it. You had a rough day. How many times have you felt like not going to the prayer room? You got to... How? How? Can it happen? Oh, we don't preach about it a lot, Pastor. But the Bible talks about the sacrifice of praise. How the sacrifice become the sacrifice? It had to die. That's why when you and I come to the house of God, that's why our wheels got to die. Amen. That freedom's not free. For you to get your deliverance, it's going to cost you your wheel. It's going to cost you your mindset. But all oh, the power, all oh, the deliverance, oh, come on, all oh, the freedom, praise God. Amen. But you got to work. You got to make it a business, praise God. I made it a business 38 years ago uh, to get myself to heaven uh, and help somebody else get there too. Uh, it takes effort. Uh, it's not free. Uh, you got to pray, not my will, but thy will be done. I'm not going to be much longer. I'm no hurry, but I'm not going to be much longer. So you don't have to do anything. It's free. Well, let's just read here real quickly. Praise God. Second Peter chapter 1, beginning in verse 4. Like said, Whereby are given us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, given all diligence. Watch this. Add. I'm just going to say this as nice as I can. You know, if, if, if you're the same way you were two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, something needs to take place. Well, praise God. You, you got you to gotta add to your faith virtue. My little wife may not think so, but, but, but that's her opinion if she has it, praise God, and I'm sure she does. I think I'm a sweeter person than I was 20 years ago. Matter of fact, I know I am. But that didn't happen overnight. There was a time in my life says I had to say, God, I don't like to be like this. I don't want to be like this. I don't want to have these anger issues. 
I don't want to have these problems. So what's happened? You got to say no. You got to die to self. You got to add. Add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things in blind is blind and can not see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things ye shall never fail, fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You got to die. You got to add. Praise God. Amen. The apostle Paul said I die daily then last but not least the words of the Lord Revelation 22 and 14 blessed are they that do that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city yeah you gotta work out your own salvation fear and trembling it's not free it's not free Revelation 21 and 7 I'm almost done he that overcometh I am told by the English scholars that that word ETH on the end of that means continual he that overcometh shall inherit all things I shall be his God and he shall be my son. Just can't overcome on Sunday morning. Just can't overcome at youth camp. And on and on, you got to overcome every day. Every day. Joseph would have never got where he got. He dreamed the dream. Yeah, that's good. And he had the audacity and boldness to tell it. Look what it cost Joseph. But he held on to those dreams and became the second in command of Egypt. And I read what he told his brothers before I share one more scripture with them that God laid upon my heart last night, early this morning. Notice the words of Joseph, chapter 45 of Genesis, verse 5. And now, now therefore, be not grieved, nor anger with yourself. See, it, wasn't, it, it, it cost Joseph to get where he's at right now. It cost him misunderstanding. It cost him being lied about. You want to be used? You want to see lives change? It's going to cost you. You want to be used by God? It's going to cost you. I'm talking to somebody right now that's wrestling. I seen a young man. I seen a young man expressing. And there's others in here that are wrestling. Uh, I want to be used, but it's going to cost you. It's not going to be free. You're going to be misunderstood. You're going to be railed upon. You're going to be ridiculed. You're going to be made light of. He said, Now therefore be not grieved, nor angry with yourselves. 
that you sold me hither for God. Notice, he couldn't see this at the time. He couldn't see this years ago. But God, for God did send me before you to preserve life. For these two years hath the famine been in the land, and yet there are five more years in the which there shall neither be earring nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve your posterity in the earth and to save your lives by great deliverance. But it was not free to Joseph. It cost him his life. Many years ago, I made a trip back to my spiritual home in North Carolina where it all began for me in 1983. I was... I was thinking that the Lord was going to send me back there and I was thrilled and I was looking forward to it. and So I made a trip there from Kentucky. Really didn't have the finance to do it, but I did it. And I went into that same prayer room that I talked to you about a few moments ago. It was a Tuesday night. The men were in there praying. It was Tuesday night prayer meeting. I went up to that familiar place atop the steps that went to the baptistry. There was a good many men in there and they were praying fervently. I was praying. I was, and then all of a sudden I began to weep. I began to weep pretty profusely. Maybe some of them thought, wow, Lord, Brother Hutchins plugged in. No. I was plugged in all right. I was plugged in in a way I didn't want to be plugged into. Because the Lord was dealing with me. And, and, and I knew the, the word was coming. No. I said, it's moved. But I said, God, you got to speak to me. You know how we are. Got my Bible for me. I opened it up. Fell to 2 Timothy 2 and 9. I read that and I said, that don't speak. That don't say nothing to me, Lord. He said, read the next verse. Verse 10 of 2 Timothy 2, Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Here's the five minutes of this message. When I read that, I began to see faces come before me that I talked to before. They wasn't saved. See, Paul said, these people are not saved. Therefore I do all things for the elect's sake that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus. In other words, I got to keep dying to my will if I'm going to see somebody else come in. I got to die to myself. Not just for me, but for those that hadn't heard about this wonderful truth. I got to endure my pain. I got to endure my suffering. I got to endure the fact of my freedom. And their freedom is not free. If, hey, I'm talking to somebody right now. Amen. If you're going to see your loved one set free, if you're going to see your classmates set free, if you're going to see your coworkers set free, your will's got to die. Amen. It's not free for their freedom and your freedom but if you can pray not my will but thy will be done oh let's stand our feet I give you hope I'm closing I could tell you story after story after story 
from the full-time field. I wish I'd have kept a journal. In Bible studies, I have taught 23 years of full-time evangelizing of lives that have been changed. I remember one story, one time in particular. I had just gotten out of the military, 101st, and I was working a secular job and preaching part-time on the weekend. And I was scheduled to head to Tennessee that following weekend to preach a revival. And for two solid weeks, it was like devils crawling on me. I was facing de demonic chaos, just attacks. My Lord, I was thinking, I'm in no shape to go preach a revival. But I held to it, and I got down there. And unbeknownst to me, I didn't know any of this, but the pastor's daughter had been backslid. She was an adult. She had been backslid for a number of years. And he made the statement, I'm hoping that young preacher will be able to help my daughter. It ain't about me and you all the time. The things that God allows to happen to you and me, not out to trip us up, not out to make us backslide, but to form us, to mold us and make us into what he wants us to become. That's why you got to endure the junk. You got to endure the chaos. When you don't feel like coming to church, somebody's baking on you being here. When you don't feel like worshiping, somebody is hoping you'll make it in worship. Hello, somebody. Amen. Come on. Can I tell you, I prayed her back through to the Holy Ghost. Come on. I said I prayed her back through to the Holy Ghost. I didn't know anything. Amen. But God. Amen. Freedom. Freedom is not free. Musicians come, whatever they feel tonight, this morning. This altar's open. I'm talking to somebody right now. Amen. You're wrestling. You're struggling. Amen. All you got to do is say, God, not my will, but thy will be done. But that's not easy, friend. But oh, oh, the power. Oh, the deliverance have come. Here I go again. I'm tired. I'm wore out, Lord. Here I go again. Another thousand mile trip. This time we were headed back to Seattle. Yeah, you fly, I've flown a few times, but oh, it's just under 2,600 miles one way to Seattle, Washington. But oh, oh, the deliverance that comes. I'm not trying to, amen, wreak roses upon myself, but oh. I can just tell you this morning, amen, if you're going to see the glory and the power of God, it's not going to be free. If you're going to see your loved ones come to this altar, it's not going to be free. It's going to cost you your freedom. It's going to cost you some nights of prayer. It's going to cost you ramping up your dedication. Come on, this altar's open for somebody. I'm talking to somebody right now. I've seen you wrestling. God, let me see you. God, hey, I, I was going to take this message another route till Wednesday. Amen. That the Lord let me know. Amen. Let my people know. Amen. That the freedom that they're that they want to have and they want to see others receive is not free. It'll cost you and me. 
That's why I still pray, God, don't let me lose my focus. Don't let me lose my focus, Jesus. Who will join these young men? Come on. The call of God's going out. The call of God's going out. The musicians are playing. They're going to sing to the pastors coming. Come on. Come on. I give myself to you, Lord. Come on. When you pray, pray not my will, but thy will be done. Everybody, let's gather around the front for a few moments. Everybody, come. And let's talk to the Lord for a few moments. You don't know whose life you can impact this morning if you would come and pray for somebody. It's not about us all the time. Sometimes it's about the person next to you. Sometimes it's about the person across the aisle. Would you come talk to the Lord this morning, everybody? Let's spend some time with Jesus. Let's spend some time with the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God.
about the people that I know that need you. 